live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Deucebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off three. Nation got you a fun show tonight. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Thank you guys for being a part of this, man. Your phone number, 800-878-7529. play And again, at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Cut up. Uh, next hour, his name is Joseph Newgarden. Yep, that guy, your champ, excuse me, IndyCar Series champion. And your winner from Phoenix last night at ISM Raceway. He's going to join us right around 10 after 8 Pacific. Al Hunter Jr. will be here in the Freak Nation. Eric Almarola from the NASCAR Cup Series. And more coming up. Uh, Speed Freaks and Lucas Oil Studios. NASCAR got something wrong during the Texas race. And they freaking admit it. Yep, Statman, Crash Gladys, Freak Nation. NASCAR admitted to a mistake. Uh, in today's Say race, what? yeah, uh, Statman's got to pick himself up off the floor. Never thought it would happen, but they actually have already admitted that they made a mistake. We will get to that sometime in the race. Uh, back to you, Kenny. Thank you, uh, Statman. Do I need to um, give you a little jolt to the heart? Just the sheer fact that uh, NASCAR admitted that they made a mistake. I'm speechless. <laughs> you I already did. <laughs> I have no idea. I, what, what did Fred Sanford used to do? I'm coming to get. I'm coming to be with you, honey. Was it Ethel? Was that? A, was that? A... <laughs> I don't know. I forget what the name was. It wasn't Ethel, uh, but yeah. I mean, that's. I can. I'm. I got to grab my heart and keep it in my chest. It's about to explode. Well, and the fact that you <laughs> referenced Fred Sanford. Pretty much alienates maybe what sixty percent of our audience right there. That was awesome. No, that's not true. I mean, Fred Sanford is still on uh, on uh, cable. I watch it once in a while when there's nothing else on. I got seven hundred stations, and I'm end up watching Fred Sanford. <laughs> Hold on, is that? I swear to God, I don't know. So I'm I'm asking honestly, is that Sanford and Sons? Yeah, that's Sanford okay, okay. and Son. <laughs> I, I know. I knew you were going to laugh at me for that. We're talking about our audience, Kenny. We got the people in the studio that don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, I, I've That's never wonderful. seen that show. I'm sorry to admit that. You've never seen Sanford and Son? No, I haven't. Oh, come on, Crash. That could have gone all night without you admitting to that. I'm not that old. Come on. I've never seen any of the Star Wars either. Well, I join you on that. I've, oh, okay. I've seen bits and pieces of the first two or three, but I, I, I've never sat down to watch all of them start to finish. So, okay, I'm, so we're in that together. Uh, we're in that together. Yeah. There's no, there's. I've never seen any of the Harry Potters. There, there's so many <laughs> famous things that I have never seen. And people, when I sit, when I admit those things, they usually look at me and go, oh, "What kind of life do you lead?" I'm like, "Sorry." Yep, Harry Potter and Sanford and Son and Star Wars. Same vein, right there. I, they're not the same vein, but I'm telling you, there's different audiences that look at me like I have two heads. Like, okay, you're a little weird. Texas has another problem with guns, and it has everything to do 
with NASCAR. A number of drivers bitching and moaning about something that happened during the day's race, and it has to do with, in quotes, guns. We'll get to that coming up here in the Freak Nation. Hopefully you saw that race last night under the lights at the IndyCar race at the ISM Raceway. Uh, a little bit more interesting than what we saw last year. Not really fully where we expected there would be more passing, but a little bit better than what we saw last oh, year. Oh, much better. I don't know how you how you get better than last night's race, other than putting another 20 cars out there on that mile track. Well, you get better by allowing cars to run in a little bit more closer confines and therefore enabling more passing for the lead. I mean, there's passing throughout the field, but... <laughs> The issue with IndyCar right now is you've got to know who you're cheering for. So are you going to be watching somebody in the middle of the field if you're not familiar with the sport? Probably not. So you're not going to even catch any of that passing that was going on. It's all about the leaders. And if the leaders aren't passing, that's when the excitement factor goes either yay or nay. Statman, did you watch the IndyCar race on TV last night or were you out uh, imbibing? I was uh, trying to talk myself out of taking a cruise last night with uh, some friends of mine. (laughs) You sound like you're 18. <laughs> well, no, I went to I went to the to the boat in the L.A. Harbor, and well, uh, I was so late getting off the thing that security looked around like, "Did you just come off that boat?" <laughs> wow. Well, yes, uh, yes, I did. <laughs> holy smokes! All right, so that would be a no. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get back to that. We need to reset with the other affiliates coming in with the Freak Nation. Also, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes coming up. And more on the gun issue with NASCAR in Texas. And NASCAR admits that they were wrong. Coming up. What? Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. It's brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire, Crash Gladys, Pit News, and Notes. Welcoming in our affiliates. Thank you guys for being a part of this. That big old second tier affiliates that roll in here at what is it, six past the hour. How you guys doing, man? Coming up in the show, IndyCar Series pilot Joseph Newgarden, Al Hunter Jr., Eric Almirola from the Cup Series will be in here. Continental Tire is making this segment sponsor sp- available. There we go. Continental Tire. Continental Tire, the righteous rubber for your righteous ride. You go to ContinentalTire.com. All right, so you bring in the second tier of affiliates, you call it, Kenny? That's only about 50 stations. Sorry, Atlanta. Sorry, Seattle. Sorry, Salt Lake. I mean, come on. We love you all just the same. That's a bad choice of words. That's that's correct, Crash. (laughs) Let's get to the motorsports wrap on the weekend. What a huge weekend it was. I'm not going to get to everything here. So if I miss your favorite motorsport, go to racer.com or speedsport.com. Those are the absolute two go-to websites for motorsports. Bahrain, Formula One, Sebastian Vettel getting the win. And, ooh, yeah, check my Twitter timeline, at Crash Gladys. Lewis Hamilton with some language, dropping the D-bomb on Max Verstappen. And, yes, we will get to that later in the show because Statman is a huge Verstappen fan. Just saying. IndyCar race in Phoenix under the lights last night. And it was Joseph Newgarden making the racing interesting towards the end, proving the high line could stick. He made the pass for the win with only a couple laps to go. Joseph Newgarden will join us in one hour. Phoenix Copper Cup also raced the Silver Crown Series. Bobby Santos taking the win there. And, of course, talking about another late race pass for the lead to win. Supercross. Oh, my God. Supercross was a mud fest in Seattle. 
Eli Tomac netting the win, and it's amazing. I think this is the sixth win for this guy, but he's still third in points because of all the DNFs he's had. At least three and a 15th place in Indy last weekend. Just unbelievable, though, what he did last night to get that win. Aaron Plessinger leading the points and also with the win in the lights class. We'll get to more on that mud fest because that was that was one of the most amazing things I've seen. NASCAR raced in Texas. Ryan Blaney, the Xfinity winner yesterday. Kyle Busch finally got that bridesmaid label off. He took the win today. NHRA, Vegas four wide. Steve Torrance, J.R. Todd, and Vincent Nobile, your winners for the first ever Las Vegas four wide nationals bitchin'. Freak Nation, coming up next, NASCAR admits they were wrong. It's astonishing. Next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honeymead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. The website is speedfreaks.tv. Still so damn interesting. Well, it's only not interesting, but astounding to me that I say .tv. .com was available 18 years ago, all right? For a price. No, no. Speedfreaks.com was available. It was available. Dude. Don't tell me that. Don't even act like 18 years ago that you knew that the Internet was going to blow up like this, Crasher. Don't even act like it. Oh, come on. Yes, we all did. I think the only person that did was Statman that was part of some damn Internet back in 1992. Oh, Whatever right. the hell that was, Statman, that you bring up. <laughs> yeah, I and just the got vice president? off the boat. Yeah. What right. do I know? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, the group that we were working with who built our website was one of those groups that was – Talking about how you know dot com was 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 going nowhere. The new one's going to be dot tv, and I went cool. And then you know several years later, dot tv does not take off. And then I thought, you know, let's look into dot uh, com. Well, okay, speedfreaks dot com. And it at one time they were asking like for fifty thousand dollars to own. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Just ridiculous. God. I thought that was the reason why we never got dot com to begin with. No, because no, no. right away somebody had it, and at mm-hmm. the time they were only asking like five or ten thousand dollars. But at the time we were a startup company, and we're like, nope. That's no. that was that's always been my story. Clearly, I'm wrong. Look at this, Statman Crash. We can all comment on this. 18 years. It'll be 18 years June of this year that we've been doing Speed Freaks. But you go back and look at Speed Freaks. That word Speed Freaks. There are so many different things to come to that come to mind, and one in particular was the availability of that word. We had to do, because when we started the show, we had Motorsports Dog America and just all different <laughs> greats. <laughs> it was just, a, it was the biggest pink shirt. Old uh, white old dude. Old white dude sounding names. And then finally we came up with Speed Freaks. Like, uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, the, the best part of that whole story is the pilot that we did for Motorsports Talk America where we were screaming at each other in this closet in the Coinga Pass here in Southern California. And we looked at each other like, what are we doing? <laughs> Woo! Do you guys have audio of that? Because this oh, is yeah. before I got on the show. So oh, yeah. I want you guys have to reveal those. And I bet they are. It was tapes. the was, was, Are they tapes? Was it the three of us or was the original Crash Gladys part of that? The original class Crash Gladys was part of that, and I remember looking at uh, I remember looking at somebody, and he made a funny face at me, and my mind went blank, and I couldn't. And you looked at me like, "What are you doing?" I'm talking motorsports, Kay. <laughs> we they talk about drivers getting up on the wheel. We were up on the mics for that pilot that we cut. Oh, oh yeah, that was energy, that, energy. Mm. Uh, that was oh energy. We we were screaming and Kenny was still. I need more energy. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to talk about, I know we're kind of going all over the place right here. If we want to talk about more energy, just the minute Statman said that, uh-huh. oh yeah, energy. Kenny was telling telling us to do uh-huh. more screaming last <laughs> night. Thank you enormously, ISM Raceway. Holy cow. We were very nice, provided a suite because our station is doing a lot of stuff with the track. And it came through kind of last minute, so we decided, let's invite some of Henley's friends. Let's get Henley up there and get a bunch of kids together to watch IndyCar. Oh, you want to talk screaming? Oh, <laughs> oh my. God. Oh, yeah. my. There the were 10 boggles. kids. In, right? 
10 kids in that brand new suite at ISM Raceway looking down, putting their fingerprints all over the ISM Raceway glass. And I'm like, God, I hope this is built well, because if not, these kids are all going crashing down on those grandstands. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have a picture of Henley and one of her friends sitting on one of the metal rods that went between two large pieces of glass that's angled right over the grandstands. And I'm like... Yep, okay, they're just kind of sitting there. <laughs> Why in the hell are you bringing that up, Crash? You know that we're on in Phoenix, and they're listening to us right now. I know, because it was an amazing experience. I swear to God, my, well, one of my cousins was there, and she turns to me, she goes, so I thought these cars were going to go faster. I go, oh, honey, they're going really fast. They're going three times the speed that you drove here, maybe even more. She goes, okay. And she just kept asking me questions throughout the whole time, and I'm like, you know what? I think we've got a new IndyCar fan here. So I'm kind of happy about that part. Yeah, it was a headache, and thank goodness we had alcohol there because it it pacified all the adults. But the kids, I think, kind of sort of learned racing. And whether or not it's IndyCar or NHRA or NASCAR or Supercross, I love exposing a younger demographic to the thrills and, to be perfectly honest, the athleticism that is motorsports. So thank you, ISM Raceway, for allowing us to do so. And thank goodness we got beer up there. And a definitive conclusion for me. I'm never doing that again with 10 kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Serious? Oh, come on. What? At the end of the night, we were like, all right, that just happened. That was kind of cool. I thought it was kind of cool. We got kids running their freaking head into glass walls. And <laughs> it's like, uh, I will say this. I don't think we spilt anything. No, we didn't. Except not for popcorn. One, not Lots one drink was spilt. And, no. and again, you get some drunk ass adults anywhere and you're, you're liable to spend half a dozen drinks. But the, I, uh, we have a broken nose, almost, of a three-year-old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. He, he, yeah, he, he deci- was tough. He, was he decided tough. to do a dinger into one of the steel railings and <laughs> cried for five seconds, said, let's get back into it, and started getting everybody in headlocks. You know, the secret to that is when a kid falls, if you tell him, get up real quick before it starts to hurt, and they scramble up, and they look all around, like, what just happened? So true. <laughs> They will react the way we react. So, yeah, as long as you're like, oh, wait, come on, you got this. Yep, they're cool. Yeah, yeah. the typical, man, get up, you little wuss. No, not that yeah. way. No, just say, get up, get up, get up real fast before it starts to hurt. And they look all around like, what just happened? And it doesn't hurt. Wow. And they don't know whether to cry or not. <laughs> but, yeah, regardless, uh, thank you, ISM Raceway, uh, for that experience last night. Speaking of this hour, brought to you by our friends at ISM Raceway. And the Can-Am 500 coming up in November. Experience the grand opening. Yep, the grand reopening oh, that's right. of the new ISM Raceway this November for the Can-Am 500 NASCAR semifinal weekend, November 9th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. That weekend is always bitching, so I can only imagine with the grand reopening and all the access to Internet, Wi-Fi everywhere, first sports stadium in the country to have the accessibility that this place is going to have. Holy crap. All right, Freak Nation, I was talking about how NASCAR admitted that they were wrong. What? And probably on one finger we could count how many times they've admitted it. And let me bring this up to you. We've heard some bitching and moaning from a lot of folks. And when, when Joe Gibbs bitches and moans about something, it's damn near legit. Drivers, as Statman has said for 18 years, will gripe about anything. Griping about anything. And they're griping about Guns. Yep, they're griping about air guns. The guns that put on those snappy little tires. To save cost, what NASCAR did for the 2018 season, to save cost for some of the teams, of course, who don't have the Joe Gibbs type of money, they implemented a, I think it's a Paoli. Yeah, they're a Paoli 
uh, air gun. Started in, and it's a, a single manufacturer for all teams. Several teams have had issues every race this year, including Kevin Harvick during this race. Kevin Joe, Harvick during a couple of races this year. Right. Joe Gibbs racing teams have, have had issues. And when Joe Gibbs, again, I've said this before, when he's, he's not one that's, I mean, he's, he can be a NASCAR snorkeler. But when you hear Joe, <laughs> when you hear Joe Gibbs jump out there and say things like, "I don't feel it's worth it," I don't like things not in our hands. Talking about these air guns. To be truthful, I've taken a stand on that. That's something that I hope we continue to really evaluate because it's affecting results in our series. Now, Statman Crash, how do we alleviate this? Is this just one of those problems that will eventually? go away i mean you can't oh, there, no, no, there no. are teams that, that according to this article on espn.com have spent millions of dollars to get their air guns right yeah so if you're going to create a part whether it's on the car or in the pits that's going to be the same consistent for every team in order to reduce costs and then the teams with the bigger budget say uh-uh i can't risk my driver's life out on the track or any of the guys in the pits i'm going to spend more money to make these better then no you've completely blown the purpose of them in the first place not to mention that nascar does know that they have a problem everybody on pit road has been talking to them about these air guns and they've they've quicker than 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 not, they've got to find an issue. Saturday, yesterday, Kevin Harvick in the Xfinity race had four loose wheels at the same time. Can you imagine driving a car with all of your wheels loose? It, it, it's insane. So you, you come in and fix it. I mean, th- granted, we're talking about cars that are so different than being on the street. But you feel minor vibrations, and it's enough to make you really nervous when you're out on a track at speed. So, yeah, well, this, if, this has to be fixed. If... Everybody has to use the same uh, air gun. You would think that somebody has paid for that right to put it all in everybody's hands so they can say they're the official gun of NASCAR. Then why can't NASCAR go back to them and said, if you don't fix this, you could take your money back. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. (laughs) When NASCAR giving back money. That's the they haven't they haven't made that many moons to fall out of the sky. It, it's it it's not gonna happen. So it's all NASCAR's fault. Oddly enough, if these things don't work right, then why did they take some thing that doesn't work and make everybody use it? Now you notice one thing that I didn't say about this issue with the air guns. The tease was that NASCAR admitted that they were wrong. It has absolutely nothing to do with these air guns. Oh, right. Okay. That's next. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. <laughs> Good evening, my fellow citizens. Liberty Media continues its dumbing down of F1. The latest is a projected budget cap of $150 million for all teams. The current Concord Agreement, which governs F1 racing, are set to expire at the end of the 2020 season. Liberty is an American multinational that owns the commercial rights to the sport, so it's floating ideas for teams to consider until then. Mercedes is on record as saying the new limit is unachievable. It's spending $100 million more than that now. Do we really need to artificially 
officially level the playing field in F1. New teams and drivers are rising in the current environment. Sunday's race in Bahrain had six finishers in the final ten who've never won before. The mid-pack guys are coming forward anyway. Efforts to level the playing field in NASCAR have driven away fans. Look at the TV ratings and empty seats for evidence. Let's hope the F1 teams and manufacturers resist this effort in F1. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 Eight hundred nine three two five five one seven. Once again, that's eight hundred nine three two fifty five seventeen. Love daily fantasy, but tired of being stuck on the sidelines? We have some great news. Now you can make picks live when the game is on TV. Compete against other sports fans, and if you're right, win real cash and get to talk trash. Winview Games is a live sports prediction app that is sweeping the nation. And it's super easy to play. During the game, props are sent straight to your phone. You can compete in tournament-style contests that are available every quarter. Winview also has a $12,500 jackpot during the NFL playoffs called the Perfect Game. It's a winner-take-all prize if you get each prop right during the quarter. So put your sports obsession to better use. Go to winviewgames.com predict to start cashing in on your sports IQ. That's winviewgames.com slash predict. $20 first-time depositors get a $20 playthrough match. Winview Games. When the game is on, it's on. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam and you can have lifetime coverage and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. So wow. beautiful. <laughs> 
Where'd this song come from? Alex? I hit the wrong button. There he is. <laughs> full disclosure. Full disclosure, I hit the wrong button. That is hysterical. Well, thank you, though. I'm going to take this as a compliment since I'm bringing the show back here. Uh, Statman, I, I think you are so beautiful, too, by the way. Oh. <laughs> what happened? What the hell's going on? <laughs> I know. Kenny leaves to go help Kenny. our daughter because she's in studio yeah, again to tonight go, with us. He had to go pick himself up off the floor. <laughs> I <Man. was>. Right? <laughs> Did you come back to break with that, Clancy? <laughs> yes. Hit the wrong button, man. Oh, my Wrong gosh. Joe Cocker song. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> wow. Uh, you are welcome. If I am alive, I will say this. If I am alive when my daughter, if, if my da- daughter decides to get married, this is a song that I want to sing to her. Aww. I'll say that. See, right? I knew that. Yeah, okay. I, I knew that. That's why I, I will give you that. Uh, but the key word there is if I'm alive. <laughs> Uh, I would like now, to now. like this. What? Think positive. Come on. I will. I, look, man. She may, if she's like me, wait until almost damn what forty eight to get married. <laughs> I don't know about that, <laughs> man. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, brought me up like Bernie's vacation. Uh, was that what it is? What was it? Was that Bernie's vacation? No. Bernie's? What was it? Bernie's? Uncle Bernie? What the hell was it? Uncle weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie. What the hell? Vacation. Well, they had a vacation at weekend at Bernie's. Uh, Freak Nation, NASCAR admitted that they were wrong. I'll use that again. Uh, Maybe better than some seasons in the past, NASCAR has officiated fairly consistently with some issues there on the track. It didn't seem to be the case this afternoon at Texas. Ryan Blaney had an uncontrolled tire penalty, but Kevin Harvick did not when both of the situations seemed to look a little bit the same. Right. Uh, and after NASCAR defended the decision, what NASCAR said er, 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 following the race, they released a statement saying it was a judgment call after conducting a post-race review of the incident. An uncontrolled tire penalty for the four car would have been correct, said Scott Miller, NASCAR's senior vice president of competition. We missed that call. Well, I think the beginning of the show, you stunned Statman so much so he had right. to pull himself up off the floor. And I think he just did it again. I, w- the last time you remember NASCAR coming this soon after a race and admitting and, that they had a problem? And not even on a Tuesday. Normally, they <laughs> wait till Tuesday to announce their mistakes. This It must have been a huge mistake for them to do it right away, not even on a Tuesday. Well, you've got to applaud them trying to be more transparent because that's the way I read this. And I think that that's amazing. I mean, we could go into the whole topic of audiences for the three major racing series here in America this weekend. And I, I just think NASCAR hopefully is starting to realize that, yeah, we've got to start. Well, yeah, waiting until Tuesday to announce penalties is dumb in the first place. It's archaic. But admitting things right or wrong within hours of the race finish, is crucial in today's sports environment. Hi, social media. People are going to be talking about you regardless. I mean, Statman, think about this. Whether it's the PGA or NASCAR, there have been reversals on scores in majors in the PGA because of Twitter, because of viewers that have called in, email, tweeted, and said so-and-so touched the ball here, moved the ball here, or shouldn't have done this, and then they were penalized a stroke and were uh, 
they, they put, penalized a stroke, and then, of course, the standings at the in the final they were shot. So it's you, you you've got to because you can't continue to deny that that big ass emperor has no clothes when it's evident to ninety nine percent of the people watching your damn broadcast. Well, you can't. It doesn't do any good to admit you did wrong unless you're going to correct the problem. If it if it doesn't affect the outcome of a race, then you know it's not that big a deal. But if if transparency means that you're going to correct something, then it is a huge deal. But you know it is nice that NASCAR admitted it's wrong. But if it says it's wrong and corrects the problem and maybe changes some outcome then that's a huge, uh, a massive uh, correction in the way they do business. Curious if there's, when it comes to decisions like this, and again, we know, we just, I, I want to come out and say we know as a fact, but I don't know it as a fact, but I know it as a fact <laughs> that some of the decisions okay. with penalties in NASCAR over the last 18 years of us covering it with Speed Freaks some have been made because of sponsorship. Yes, we have heard that <laughs> on many occasions, some straight from sponsors, which yeah. is very unique. To, so, and well, unique also, to other sports is what I mean. And I've heard from people that run the races in the, the, uh, the, the, the race center have said that they've seen debris on the track for many laps but they use that debris call to bunch the field up if it gets too strung out, especially at the end of races. Now, I don't see that happening as much as it used to, right. but it does happen, and it has happened in the past because the people that make those calls have told me that they've made those calls. And yeah, and then NASCAR absolutely got called on the carpet for that in the mid-2000s when it did become very apparent their immediate reaction was to start showing debris. Sometimes it was like, well, that's not going to affect anybody's car. It's a freaking can. They can run over that and smash it real quick. But, yeah, you're, you're right. They, it's all about the entertainment product. It's, I mean, athleticism is one thing, but it's also about entertaining your audience, and it's that fine balance. And then being, in my opinion, transparent with your fan base. You don't want to tick them off too bad. So you want to let them know what's going on and make them feel a part of things or that they've they've had a voice in, in helping to make things better. It's it's a fine line every sports series has to balance, but it seems like NASCAR's doing more balancing than anybody these days. You got to. Yeah, too, man. I don't I, I don't care how far off the radar NASCAR was in the early two thousands. They are on the freaking ra- radar with this crazy money that NBC and Fox. Wait, what do you mean off the radar? In sadly, after Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s death in February of 2001, that's when they shot up the radar. They've been Crasher, again. Stop being literal. They are off the radar and people calling them out for their oh, fouls. Calling them out. Got yeah. it. They they're on the radar now with the kind of cake that these dudes are spending because if you have a the head of NBC Sports sitting in the freaking lobby of his hotel watching this race. And it's evident to this guy, and he doesn't see, he doesn't see NASCAR's president make a, take a stand on something. Then there's got to be an issue. I mean, there's got it's it's there's there's a problem there. There's a chasm there. But that's, are we making something big out of something that is small or possibly? Well, no, no, I I don't think so. I think it is at issue now 
because the people are turning off the shows and not going to the races. And, you know, they could say that people, they're replacing all those people in the social media world, but yeah. I find that hard to believe. Uh, uh, but if people find the racing not to be believable, then it doesn't matter how much inter- the Globetrotters are entertaining. So is the, so is the Lakers. They're both, they both have the same skills, but the Lakers mean a lot more than the Globies do. So you've got to you've got to make the competition entertaining and not the activity entertaining. And that's what they're running in the risk of of doing now is the competition is just becoming something to do. Eric Almarola, NASCAR Cup pilot. His finishes have been fantastic up until today. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks? Got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome introducing lucas oil racing tv your exclusive unlimited 24 7 motorsports app now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime anywhere get the finest in grassroots racing national events live coverage behind the scenes action and interviews you won't see anywhere else there's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports biggest names like dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing for more information visit lucasoilracing.tv lucas oil racing tv Grab it and hold on tight. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims. So do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. 
A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling round the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down to San Antonio. You know, you don't realize if you were, if you're like me, and you've heard Johnny Cash most of your life, and really the only version that you're familiar with when it comes to Folsom City Blues, Folsom Blues, Folsom Prison Blues, there we go, okay. which is this song, you're used to the live version that was actually cut in the prison, and you hear this, and we played this last week on our daily show, and I asked Clancy or Suave, whoever was engineering the show, I said, who is this? And then all of a sudden I heard the, the, the low end of Johnny Cash's voice, went, okay, there we go. I had, I had, I don't even know if I've ever heard this. I had, I've got box sets of Johnny Cash. I've had to heard, hear this, have had to have heard this before, but it just, whoa. Uh, his name is Eric Almirola. Just languished with Richard Petty Motorsports for years and years and years, and uh, he showed promise. I mean, the dude's, a, dude's a good driver. Finally, got out from underneath that Richard Petty Motorsports and is now with Stuart Haas. I think his average finish at Stuart, excuse me, at uh, Richard Petty, Eric Almirola, Cup Series driver, was in the low 20s. Now, uh, prior to this Texas race, it is right up there around 11 and a half, 12 an average finish, which is a big deal for Eric Almirola. He's, he's teamed up with Tony Stewart and Stuart Haas Racing. He and, of course, the three other drivers with Stuart Haas Racing. And have all have had success. Uh, early on in the race, Eric Almirola was caught was part of this larger wreck that happened on the backstretch and into turns three and four at Texas Motor Speedway. But uh, Eric Almirola joins us now. And, Eric, it's it's interesting watching you out there on the track. Uh, you know, Texas crash aside, a, a legitimate shot to win – a race now, but it's, when you hop in this car, you've got a shot to win. Unlike the years or seasons so far. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, there's not a weekend that comes that I don't get excited about getting on the airplane and going to the race because I know that that could be a weekend that I could, could go to victory lane. And so that's the same thing here this weekend in Texas for, um, you know, this weekend, I, I, I think, uh, we'll have a, a fast race car and we're going to have a shot to win with our Smithfield Ford fusion and, there's no better feeling and nothing that gets you more pumped up and excited uh, than, than that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a change of mindset and, and, and definitely a, a different frame of mind from what I've had the last, you know, five, six years um, where we hope to have a good weekend and a good weekend would be a top 10 or a top 15. Now we've, we kind of expect to run top 15, and, and we've done that. These first six races, all six races, we've finished in the top 15. We've got two top 10s, but um, we're looking for more. We wanted to get off to a steady start, not, not try and you know, push too hard and make mistakes and, and get, get, get ourselves in a hole. Uh, but now it's time to go. It's time to start putting ourselves in position to try and win some races and, and, and go try and capitalize on our fast race cars. 
Eric Almarola, let me ask you something about jumping into that Stuart Haas car. When you got into that car, how long did it take you to know that you were in a different car, that you had more than a better car, but the ambiance around the team and the ownership, that everything was better. You just had a better program altogether. Well, really, it was just day one from stepping stepping foot in the shop at Stuart Haas Racing. I mean, just going through the shop and seeing all the, the people there. They've got 380 employees, and all of them, you know, th- their main focus every day when they wake up is how are we going to make our race cars faster. And, and that you can't buy that. I mean, that's, that's, that, is, uh, that, that is something that, you know, money can't buy. That's a, that's a, a mentality. Is that, is that versus, versus you say, make it faster? Is that versus just hoping to keep our car on the track for the entire race? Well, yes, but I mean, I think I think here here's the deal, and this is this is it's very evident, you know, <laughs> when you walk into the shop at Stuart Haas Racing. But th- there's a there's a big shop there, um, and there's tons of equipment and tools and CNC machines and and lots of different things. But what you come to realize by walking walking around in there is that without anybody in there, it's just a big empty shop. Like there's, you, you know, it, it takes human beings, it takes people, um, and it takes, you know, it takes the manpower, the brain power, and everybody working together for a common goal, and, and that's exactly what they have. And and I've not been in one meeting from the time that I've showed up that's been about, you know, budget or been about, you know, well, um, timing timing wise, we can't really do that, or we don't have the resources, or we can't get that part made. They just make it themselves, you know. They've they've got they've got the people and they've got the equipment and the resources and the CNC machines and everything that they can literally focus their attention and they can detail every part and piece on the race car and and that's that's what makes the biggest difference. NASCAR driver Eric Almarola joins us here in the Freaks Pits and Eric, you're coming up on the one year anniversary of that massive crash last year. I believe it was May 13th in Kansas and. You're having a stellar start to this season. Are there any haunting feelings that are kind of coming back as you etch towards that race? Or are you just like, listen, I made a massive recovery and I'm not even going to worry about it anymore? No, not really. I mean, I went I went back to Kansas in October um, after coming back from, you know, the injury and went back to went back there and got, got a top 10 finish actually sure. last year. So um, that was kind of that was good for me. Uh, mentally and emotionally to be able to go back to that racetrack and kind of tackle it again, knowing what I had just went through a few months prior and to come out of there with, with a top 10 finish, you know, that, that made me feel good. And, and I've, I've got no, no worries or no issues going back to that racetrack. So um, that was a bad day, but that's in my mind, that's all it was. It was a bad day. I, I, I'm not, I can't, hang that on you know the racetrack or anything else it was just a set of freak circumstances that all came together at the perfect time and unfortunately i broke my back but um i'm healthy i'm back strong i'm I'm probably stronger than i was before the accident to be honest and i'm i'm ready to go i don't i i hope that nothing derails um our good start this year but it's it's situations like this that kind of anger me because it cannot be understated. 
or overstated how much recoveries like you and NASCAR, Sebastian Bourdais and IndyCar, how much of an athletic body you guys have to be able to make such good recoveries. And you, just like Sebastian, you say you're even in better shape now than you were before. It's absolutely yep. incredible. And racing needs to be given a little bit more credit for what you guys go through in your training. <laughs> well, I certainly appreciate your uh, enthusiasm for it. I mean, I, I train because I love to do it. I, I love to train. I, I would train and, and work out and do all those things, even if I wasn't a race car driver. But I do think that it helps. I think that it helps the process. I think it certainly helps in times like that where I, I got in a really bad accident and broke broke my back. I mean, I, I, come, I, I crushed my um, T5 vertebrae uh, over half, you know, over half the size. So it's like taking a Coke can or a soda can and just stepping on it and crunching it down. That's what happened to my vertebrae. And so, you know, to be able to come back from that in seven weeks and be back in a race car, uh, that took a lot of hard work and a lot of rehab and therapy. And it helped that I was in as good a shape as I was going into, you know, going into the accident. But then to come back on the backside and, and really go through that whole rehab process and stay with the workout routine and and really as as time went on sort of up my workout regimen week after week after week um you know i'm putting in miles on my bike now cycling uh that that i've never done in in the past i'm i'm going through workout you know routines in the gym that i've never um done as rigorous as workout routines before so i think it just helps and it's got me really motivated and then Having fast race car also also gets me motivated too to want to make sure that I'm doing my part. Eric Almirola is in the Speed Freaks pits. Eric, let me ask you something that's probably on every fan's mind: multi-car teams under one banner at Stuart Haas Racing. If I took you out of your car and put you in Kevin Harvick's car or Kurt Busch or Boyer, if we put you in another car adjust all the seats and everything, just change the wrap. Are we going to have equal cars for each one of the drivers? I, th- I think so. I mean, I, I think you see that. I mean, you, you've seen where all the Stuart Haas racing cars are, are running up in the top ten throughout the race. I mean, at Martinsville, without me making a mistake on pit road at the end of the race and speeding, uh, we run top five there. And then you have all Stuart Haas racing cars running the top ten again like we did at, at Phoenix. And so I think I think – Absolutely, um, you know, we've got a lot of parity and a lot of commonality across the shop. But like you said, I mean, it it still comes down to people. I mean, we're we're all given the tools and the resources and the cars and the the product is there when we leave the shop and go to the racetrack. But then at that point, it's up to us. It's up to myself. It's up to our team to 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 build in the setup to the car and all of those things to to make it you know, make it go fast for, for my driving style. And I think that that's going to come, you know, I think we, we're off to a good start already, but I think, you know, you look at Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childers, they're going on four or five years of working together. Uh, you look at Clint Boyer and, and Mike Booger-Ravish, they're going on their second year of working together. Um, you know, you know, I think, I think that will come for myself and Johnny Klossmeyer. Johnny, Johnny is a, a brand new crew chief. Uh, he's never been a crew chief before. He's been a, a, a lead engineer, and he deserves the opportunity. But 
um, he's new at it. And so, and then I'm new to the team and I'm new to that group of guys. Right. Um, all the guys on the team are, are kind of new, uh, working with me and working with Johnny as a crew chief. So you put all that together and there's a lot of stuff that we have to learn about each other and, and, and we got to grow together and develop. And so I think, you know, going back to a lot of the racetracks in the second part of the year, we're going to be a lot better than we already are, in my opinion. I mean, we're, we're already running in the top 10 and, and, and running running really well, but as we build a notebook together and as we get more familiar with each other, I think it's just going to get better and better. All right, we'll end it with this. Is it true, Eric Almirola, with Stuart Haas Racing, that the lowest finishing Stuart Haas driver in the Cup Series has to dress up like Tony Stewart in his uh, Carmen Miranda Halloween costume? <laughs> no, that that is completely not true. That is, uh, I don't know where you heard that from, but I've heard um, it from Kurt and Kevin no, and Clint. Not. No, you not. <laughs> <laughs> well, then no, tell Kurt to get true. ready. <laughs> But if I had to, but if I had to, I would. That's how great that organization is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that stop me from being a part of Stuart Haas Racing. <laughs> Eric Almirola, Stuart Haas Racing Cup Series pilot. Thanks for doing this. All right, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. And of course, the dude who replaced Eric Almirola, Darrell Wallace, earns himself a top ten today. Yeah, the first time since the Daytona 500. I know Statman, you've kept your eye on him. We got about three minutes to hit on this, but. You've kept your eye on this guy, and you were just hoping that this this would not be the seat that he takes and just gets lost in the shuffle. But I'm not sure if it's something to even cheer about because of the it was a battle of attrition today. Well, that's where I was going to go. But, yeah, I'm interested to hear what Statman has to say. But it was a lot of the big names went out early. Big old crash. What are you seeing, Statman, now at six, seven races into it? I, I think that's the issue at Daytona when he finished second. They had a big crash at the end of the race that took out some leading cars. Uh, today at uh, or Texas, they had a crash that took out some leading some cars that would op, would normally be usual suspects at the end of the race. I don't know if that team, as much as we love Richard Petty and he's been good to us, I don't know if that team can build top 10 cars anymore. Uh, and, and they didn't for Eric Almirola. But when Daryl drove for uh, Eric last year, when Eric was injured, they took a 20th place car and ran in the top 10 with it. So I think the jury's still out on whether or not Wallace has the ability to overcome some of the slower cars that are coming out of that shop right now. I think Daryl Wallace has the ability to drive a car bad fast, but you're right. When he is handcuffed by a not top 10 car, can he become a Jimmy Johnson and turn it into something that it's not? I don't believe so. At least not yet. No, not yet. Not without question. You don't put anybody at Jimmy Johnson in the same paragraph. No. (laughs) Much less the same sentence. Well, Jimmy, drivers like Jimmy Johnson, Tony Stewart, we've heard them on the radio with their crew chiefs mid-race talking about how bad the car is. And then fast forward an hour, they're in victory lane. So it is a completely different mentality. Yeah, we heard it from Kevin Harvick today. I was really disappointed that he jumped on the, the crew after he got the end of the race, I thought that was out of his system. But, uh, you know, the crew has pulled him together enough that they deserve a little better from him when he talks to the media after a race. 
Stat man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Certainly want to get into a text conversation that we had amongst the three of us about uh, Statman's new buddy, Mr. Max Verstappen. <laughs> we'll go there next in, hour. In Formula One. I'm bringing that up right now because the replay is on ESPN2 of last night, this morning's uh, Formula One race. Where was Bahrain. this? Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bahrain. Yeah. Bahrain. So we'll get to we'll get to that. You got your Statman Scat, by the way, coming up again next hour. Also, Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar Series winner, will be joining us here with the Freaks. And Al Hunter Jr. had a chance to catch up with him yesterday at Phoenix Raceway. An amazing stat, an incredible stat. It's yeah. not a good one with Al Hunter Jr. This dude who's won championships, five hundred. Blew me away. Blew me away. That uh, will come out of this interview with Al Hunter Jr. That's coming up, oh, shoot, in about 40 minutes with Al Hunter Jr. But uh, Joseph Newgarden in 15. we here in the Freak Nation. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks, the website speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. More freaks coming up from the Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. That's 800-552-6851. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40... Your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? 
Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text LIKE to 42424 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text LIKE to 42424. That's L-I-K-E to 42424. Live on the Freak Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off free. Freak Nation, coming up in 20 minutes, you have your stat man, Scat. Liberty Media, who took over Formula One recently. Again, going to be making some changes here in about two and a half years. And kind of floating some things out there that stat man hits. It is stat man, Scat. Also coming up this hour, Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar Series champion. And IndyCar Series winner from ISM Raceway last night in Phoenix. Hashtag defend the one. That's what he's after this year, and so far, so good. Right. Uh, Al Unser Jr. will join us this hour as well. This is how you play with us, man. At Speed Freaks on Twitter. That's at Speed Freaks on Twitter. At Speed Freaks on Twitter. The Wait, website. What? what is it again? At Speed Freaks on Twitter. Got it. Speedfreaks.tv is the website. And tomorrow morning, we'll have all these snappy little interviews up on the website at speedfreaks.tv. Want to chime in on the horn or phone, depending on where the hell you're from? Uh, 800-878-7529, 800-878-PLAY. That's 800-878-PLAY. Are the air gun issues bothering you, NASCAR fans? Is it bothering Kevin Harvick haters? Does it still bother you that Kevin Harvick's bitching and moaning about the air guns and how it probably cost him a, a win at Texas Motor Speedway? 878-7529. That's 800-878-PLAY here in the Freak Nation. One thing that I'm enjoying by watching the replay of this Formula One race on ESPN2. Well, first of all, is the fact that it's being replayed at a time we can just kick back and not have to worry about other, well, mainstream TV shows or anything in its way. This is this is a benefit of ESPN is having it on right now on a Sunday night, prime time. You guys sitting at home, having a glass of wine, drinking a beer. This is perfect. Statman, you could probably comment on this a little bit further, but the amount of times I've spent in front of the TV set watching a Formula One race over the last couple of years, uh, okay, it's been very minimal. But watching this replay, Shame there's there's an instance where uh, it's, it's fun watching drivers at the podium with – Formula One, because all three of them are there. But prior to them going out on stage and getting the trophy and spraying the champagne, they're in this little room. It's a cool-down driver's room. Yeah, and it's a it's the size of some just general bathrooms. So it's close quarters. And uh, Sebastian Vettel? Nope. Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. Lewis Hamilton 
went after Max Verstappen with a couple of comments <laughs> as he was watching the replay of the race, Statman. And uh, evidently Max and uh, his teammate have some issues. What well, I, what, Lewis what? Hamilton used some language, and in this driver's room... Called him a D-head. He called him a D-head, that's right. <laughs> Cameras are rolling, and if you watched the race live, you heard that D-head comment. If you did not, this replay, we just noticed they beeped it out. And I loved how uncomfortable it made everybody feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, winner Sebastian Vettel turns around right away and looks at the cameras like, oh, yeah. did you just hear that? You oh, know. like a little kid in school. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing to see. No. <laughs> <laughs> What are they? What, a stat man, we got about uh, two and a half, two minutes before we cut away to, to bring in uh, the, uh, some affiliates. What's the problem between Sebastian, excuse me, damn it, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen? I think it's a problem that a lot of the, the grid, especially the front oh, yeah. runners in the grid, he's young and he's very fast, but he's not learning how to, like today, he dove into a corner, took it three wide, tried to split two people, and took himself out of the race. But he could have taken out Lewis and the other, I forget the other car that was on the track. And he does that all the time. And it's, it seems like if he finishes, he finishes well. But a lot of the people don't want to drive around him, and eventually that's going to come out. And a lot of them have res- enough respect for each other to not say that. Uh, but eventually that's going to come out, and it's not going to be pretty. And uh, somebody's going to have to say something to him because he is fast. He has the potential to be very good. But there's a difference between being fast and uh, getting points and championships. And I don't know that he's learned how to do the latter yet. Now, Max is his teammate, right? No. Uh, no, Max is not uh, Lewis's teammate. Uh, uh, Botas is Lewis's ah, teammate, Val- Val- Valerie Botas. Uh, Max is uh, Daniel Ricardo's teammate at Red Bull. Uh, and I don't think he's 21 yet. He's, a, he's <laughs> a, you know, short. He's a punk kid, you know, and he needs to learn how to – he needs to improve his race craft. You damn punk kid race car drivers. <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> Old white dude mentality. Get off my $200 million race car! I'm going to reset here, man, and pit news and notes coming up. Get off my lawn! Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Welcome into our new set of affiliates. Yes, notice I did not use the same vernacular that Kenny chose in the first hour. Welcome to everyone in the United States in the Freak Nation. Loaded race weekend this weekend. I think everybody was doing some form of motorsports around the world. So we're going to get to that in just a little bit. Thank you, Continental Tire. This segment is brought to you by Continental Tire. Go to ContinentalTire.com, the right rubber for what you do. All right, let's start with Formula One. Just a few minutes ago, we were talking about, well, the D-bomb that was dropped after the F1 race in Bahrain. Sebastian Vettel taking the win. All three drivers go into the little cool-down room before they head up to the podium. And Lewis Hamilton, he said a bad word about Max Verstappen. But like Statman just said, pretty much everybody has an issue with Max Verstappen. He drives a little bit, would you call it dangerously? Ooh, I sound like Austin Powers all of a sudden. (laughs) He drives dangerously. 
not with his head, let's put it that way. IndyCar raced in Phoenix. Yeah, that other open wheel series, the one right here in America, guys, get to know me. Joseph Newgarden making the racing interesting, proving the Highline could stick toward the end of the race when he made a pass for the win with just a couple laps to go. He will join us in, let's see, carry the one, seven minutes. How about that? Bobby Santos taking the Silver Crown Phoenix Copper Cup win at ISM Raceway yesterday as well. Supercross up in Seattle. Holy, I hope you caught this. This was an amazing display of athleticism and guys basically muscling around their motorbikes that were probably three times the weight because of all the mud on them. It ain't no laughing matter. Bottom line, though, Eli Tomac taking the win in the Big Boy Series. Eli Tomac with, what, six wins on the season, yet he's still third in points. What? And that's because of a lot of DNFs that he also has. Aaron Plessinger, your winner in the lights, also your points leader. NASCAR raced in Texas. Yesterday, the win in Xfinity went to Ryan Blaney. Today, Kyle Busch taking the win. I know we talked about attrition. Kyle Busch did not win because of attrition. Kyle's a damn good driver, but he has been a bridesmaid at least three or four times this year so far. Today, he finally gets to step on the big boy step with the win. NHRA raced in Las Vegas the first time for the four wide nationals out in the desert. Steve Torrance, your winner in Top Fuel, J.R. Todd, Funny Car, and Vincent Nobile in Pro Stock. So much more out there, guys. MotoGP, Formula E, Touring Cars, World of Outlaws, they all race this weekend, too. Head to my two sources because this is the only place you should go. Racer.com and Speedsport.com for all the deets. Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar Series winner next. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honeymead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. 
grab it, and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Lucas Oil Studios coming up on our 18 years. That's right. Coming up on our 18 years of existence here in the Freak Nation. Uh, our winner from Ison Raceway last night, I don't even think his 18 birth has even celebrated his 18th oh, birthday. Yes, he has. <laughs> He's not Max Verstappen, right. just a young punk. Uh, this guy's legit. <laughs> ISN Raceway winner, your IndyCar Series champion, Joseph Newgarden, joining the Freaks. And Joseph, watching that race last night, curious from a driver's standpoint, how much of that car that we saw last night versus last year? is is different the feeling on that track can you give me a percentage uh it's pretty it's pretty 180 um wow. you know it's just from a downforce standpoint you're about 25 percent less total so that you know creates a very different feel um different tire game you know with the way the tires last the way the balance shifts so yeah i mean you know it's it's percentage wise i don't know 25 Fifty percent different, I would say, which is a lot. That's a big change. You know, you make a five or ten percent change. That's a big on thing on a race car. So it's it was a very different challenge. Very tough to drive the cars last night, um, which was was fun and good for for the drivers. And <laughs> I, I hope uh, I hope it translated well on TV. Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar Series winner last night in Phoenix at ISM Raceway. We had Graham Rahal on uh, over the weekend, and he talked about really how this track is one of the mo- one of the most difficult circuits for IndyCar, and he brought up a number of reasons why it is. Are you of the same vein that this is a very difficult to, very difficult track to drive now? Um, as in, like, it's a difficult track to drive from a driver's standpoint to, like, get the most out of the car? Or yeah, and, 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 the, and, and there's physicality. A, and the fact that, the fact that there's, there's no time to relax when you're on, you know, a two-mile two or a mile and a half. There might be a time when you can get a little squirt in the mouth of, from your water <laughs> bottle, but when you're running at Phoenix, man, it's, it's always balls out. Yeah, it's very physical. Yeah, from a, from a physical standpoint, it's one of, the, one of the toughest we go to. I would say, you know, I, short ovals in general are very physical on the IndyCar side. You know, generally the most loading you're going to get um, at an oval track because it's not road course wings up, so you're making a lot of downforce. Um, you know, you're going very quickly, 180 mile an hour lap averages um, around a one mile track. So that's that's quick to be, you know, just constantly uh, turning and, and not not really getting any break. You know, you're, you're having five deloads on the body. Um, you know, 
over uh, very long stints on the tires. So, yeah, from a physical standpoint, it's really tough. Yeah, but I guess the good news from that is that it, it was reduced this year. When we took 25% downforce off the cars, it, it did make that a bit easier um, to drive than, than in years past. Still very, very difficult. You know, the last two, three years were, were I think, the maximum limit. You weren't going to be able to make them much harder than that. Otherwise, guys would have really struggled to drive them. But, um, yeah, still one of the toughest tracks to go to from a physical standpoint. You know, Joseph Newgarden, you talk about Phoenix, ISM Raceway being such a physical track. I mean, you, you've got, I don't know if it's arm pump or if it's in your shoulders or your neck or your legs, but then you go to Long Beach just one week later, and again, it's a physical track. Is this something that that can be advertised maybe a little bit better so people realize just exactly what you guys go through with your level of athleticism? Yeah, racing's always a bit tough. You know, it's not like, it's a shame because it's not like football um, where you can just go buy a football and, and go out into a field and try and practice that and, and sort of understand the physicality or, or just play for high school and, you know, you kind of understand what, um, you can understand and relate to what professional players are, are going through a little bit better. So racing's always going to have a, a difficulty with that. But, um, you know, I think I think a lot of people, they get so much respect for it if they, they get to go on a two-seater or if they just go to a local go-kart track, you know, a decent go-kart track and try and drive a go-kart for, for 15 or 20 minutes. Um, with some decent tires and, and some decent power, then you then you get an understanding of how difficult it is to, you know, to to do that for an hour and a half or, or two hours, and that's only you know a small level of what an indie car is. So um, those are really the only moments I think people can really relate on, on TV. It's just it's so tough sometimes. But uh, I do think what's good about these new indie cars is they move a lot more. Um, you know, they're not as planted to the surface, so you're seeing guys struggle a lot more to drive the car. And, uh, you know, when, you're, when the driver's fighting the car, I think it's more visible. So that, that's really the best thing that we can do is just to try and make it visible um, or as visible as possible that, that we're wrestling the race cars and, and that it's not easy. IndyCar winner Joseph Newgarden defending the one, by the way. You're, you're defending champion of the IndyCar series joining us here in the Freaks Pits. And, Joseph, you said to Kenny at the start of this interview, I hope it translated well on TV that it was a good show. And I've seen you say that in a couple of other interviews since last night's final. And... To be honest, I we were up watching the race up from, you know, one of the suites and looking down on you guys, and it looked good to me. I did have a bunch of toddlers with me, so I was a little distracted. But then I get, you know, the social media, and I start seeing the debates back and forth. It was a much better product than last year, in my opinion. But people will always find something to bitch about, won't they? Because you guys, what you're doing on the track is absolutely phenomenal. Overall, it was a pretty damn good show. You got USAC Silver Crown before you. You got fireworks after you. But for some reason, and people aren't showing. What should we do? Yeah, well, you know, you're always going to have the battle. I think it's sports in general, not just motorsports, but you know, every sport. There's there's always some games or uh, or matches that aren't as strong as others, right? So you're always going to have you know dips and spikes. And and what was a, a phenomenal um, race or a phenomenal game uh, to just maybe a mediocre race or a mediocre game. And and so I think that's going to be normal. Um, you know, we're always we're not always going to have the most thrilling, exciting race. But I, I do think we made a good step this year. I think IndyCar did a good job with the new Ericsson package and, and the new rules. And, and I think it was a step in the right direction for making a better racing product. But can we make it even better still? Absolutely. You know, I, I still haven't seen the race. But um, just from inside the driver's seat, it, it, it felt like a better race. And we just need to try, try and keep incrementally making it better. And I, I think, you know, some things we can look into is maybe add more power to the short oval package, things like that. So, um, I think IndyCar is still looking into that. How can we keep making more steps? But, 
you know, for me last night was was a good first part to that, and um, hopefully we'll come back and and uh, you know keep doing a better job and, and get more fans to, to ISM uh, Raceway. We're talking with Joseph Newgarden, the uh, IndyCar winner at Phoenix uh, last night. Uh, Joseph, looking at Robert Wickens, he's listed as a rookie, but he's not a rookie. He's got a huge experience in Europe. Wasn't long ago that you were a rookie and people were looking at you and you were in front of the races and people were passing you. Tell me a little bit about what might be going through him. He's had some great runs, but he hasn't been able to close the deal uh, early in the season. Yeah, well, you know, it's early on. I mean, we're, we're race two of seventeen, so it's going to be fun to watch how it all progresses. But uh, you know, Robert's going to be he's going to be very good. He's in my opinion, and I think most people in motorsports will tell you this, he's probably one of the best, if not the best, you know, Canadian open wheel guy that's, that's come out of Canada in the last 10, 15 years. He's just, he's always been one of the best. And, you know, he raced here in the States and then went to Europe and um, did really well over in Europe. Probably should have raced Formula One if, if someone would have given him a, a fair shot and put him in a seat. I mean, he deserved that from his time over there. Um, then ended up, you know, drifted into uh, DTM with Mercedes and did a great job there. And, you know, now years later he finds himself back in the States, um, probably where he should have been as well in, in IndyCar racing uh, <laughs> long ago. So he's finally getting that opportunity, um, and he's making the most of it. And, you know, he's probably come at the perfect time. With the with this new car, it's, uh, you know, it's changed the room package. And it's, it's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more parity between the, the big groups and the small groups. So you're seeing a lot of the, the smaller budget teams actually doing really well at the beginning of the year. You know, people like AJ Toit Racing, who maybe weren't operating on as high of a budget um, or, or have the most resources, uh, they're doing very strong. You know, so Ray Hall is doing very strong. Um, and then Schmidt-Peterson with, with Robert Wickens, they're, they're very, very strong at the beginning of the year. So he's come at a really good time, and uh, so far he's made the most of it. He's made a good impact on those first two races, and, and to see how he's going to progress throughout the year is going to be uh, fun to watch. And I, I think we'll have some more battles, uh, you know, just judging off of last night. You opened the door here a little bit, Joseph. There was a time when people wanted to put you and F1 in the same sentence. Is all that out of your system as an IndyCar championship meant that this is where you are going to be and you're happy? Or uh, does a young guy with great skills look at maybe advancing to something else uh, to put on his resume? You know, for me, I've always wanted to do everything. That's what I tell people. Um, I, I want to race NASCAR one day. I want to race the, you know, the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Um, I'd love to try last one at some point. So, you know, I have no idea where the road's going to take me. I'm, I'm pretty lucky where I'm at right now to have driven an IndyCar for six years. And I'm definitely loving my job with Team Penske. I can't complain. But, um, you know, where the, where the road's going to take me in the future, I, I have no idea. You know, hopefully I'm going to the professional side of motorsports, and, and yeah, you know, if the, if the right opportunities came about in F1 or another series, uh, I, I'd, I'd be totally interested in trying it at some point. Now, wait a minute. Nice. Joseph Newgarden, you just, we just asked you a direct question, and you didn't close the door on that. <laughs> uh, and if we were a different group and we were different people and a different uh, network, we might say that you just said you want to go to F1. Uh, tell us that we didn't hear that. Well, I think with Jared is that I want to try everything, and uh, that's, that's always been the case for me. You know, I've, I've, I, it used to be the, the the norm back in the 60s and 70s that, you know, race car drivers, racers, 
they, they'd run everything. And uh, I think you're starting to get that a little bit with, with people again. You see that with Alonzo coming over to try the 500, and um, you see a little bit of the NASCAR guys talking about the Indy 500 again as well. So I think that kind of, you know, that crossover, that, you know, that normalcy of just driving, you know, multiple types of cars, I think it's coming back. And um, hopefully it continues that direction because I've always been a fan of that and, and uh, would love to do it myself. Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar Series winner from ISM Raceway last night. Ask it. Ask it. What? 330 miles an hour in a funny car. Would you do it? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, I never thought as much about drag racing, but those guys are those, they're so impressive with what they do, especially from the team side and how they build those engines and yeah. you know, how they prep everything before going up to the line. I mean, there's, there's a lot of pressure in that moment. It's a very short race, but there's a lot of pressure that goes into getting that right. So, yeah, never say never. I'd love to maybe try that at one point as well. Yes! All right, so leading up to your championship last year, now you have the, the championship for the IndyCar Series, Joseph Newgarden. You're a couple of races into the 2018 season. Do you feel like the one that's being chased versus the one that was chasing that championship now, or is it still relatively new for you in the season? Yeah, I think it's early. You know, I think we led early at one point last year, too, and then, you know, we had our lull in May. We had a terrible May, and then um, we're kind of up and down in the, the summer months. So it, it's early. You know, you don't really start looking at it if you're the, the chaser or the, the chasey until probably, I don't know, seven or eight, or eight races ago. I think that's when you, you start to me, at least, that's when you start paying attention to that final stretch. But right now, it's just all about consistency. You know, if you're going to try and put a season together in IndyCar, it's about being consistent. And, you know, we've got some of the best at Kempensky. I can talk about it all night. And uh, hopefully we can we can stay consistent in this early part and then, you know, feel a little less pressure towards the end of the season. Again, Freak Nation, your champion, IndyCar Series champion, Joseph Newgarden. Impressive win last night. ISM Raceways. It was freaking fun to see that race last night. And you're right. I hope it did translate to television because we were up in the suite. With, yeah, that's true. We haven't even seen it on TV yeah, yet. We liked what we saw, though. We were up in, well, what we could see, we're in the freaking suite with eight freaking kids and <laughs> drunk-ass adults. So, yeah, what we saw was cool, bro. <laughs> the kids love the fireworks. Yeah. Actually, I will say this. At one point, there were eight toddlers fingerprints on the glass looking down at all you guys in the middle of the race and i'm like oh wow i took a picture of them because i'm like this is it this is the next generation of indycar fans <laughs> so just keep doing oh, what you're awesome. doing you're impressing the kids clearly well that's what it's all about you know we, we've uh, we've seen a resurgence and kids coming back to the track and they just you know they seem to love the race cars and 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 that's what i fell in love with i, I fell in love with the race cars themselves when i was a kid and you wanted to look good you wanted to sound good and and you want to feel that energy when you go to the track. So I think we're getting that back, that, that lust about the, the series and, and why people love it and why kids love it. And um, that's what you want. You know, that's what, that's what we want to be all about in any car racing. Joseph Newgarden here with the Freaks. Thanks for doing this, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. Good luck yeah. in Long Beach. IndyCar Series winner from Phoenix ISM Raceway, Joseph Newgarden. You know, the, you know what the, last night reminded me of? was seeing IndyCar under the lights at Texas Motor Speedway and some of those races. Mm -hmm. Those were some balls-out races. Texas Motor Speedway, and the reason some of the cars are able to be a little bit closer together there is because of it's a little bit more of a smooth track with progressive banking. It's a little easier to move the car up and down the track. It's a smoother ride. Phoenix, like like we were told all day yesterday, and then just even right now by Joseph Newgarden, it's so physical. 
the effort that is put into. I mean, these cars don't have power steering for crying out loud, and they're trying to just precisely finesse the throttle and the clutch and the and then steering the car appropriately with banking that's all over the place and then a dog leg in the back. It's just it's it's almost like a road course. It's crazy. It is badass though mm-hmm. to watch that under the lights. How about this stat, man? What if I brought brought up the name of Jeff Ward in IndyCar racing? Oh, wow. Yeah. He won here in Phoenix, didn't he? I don't know. I think he did. I think he won one of when the series IndyCar and Kart were under their split in the late 90s, I believe. Jeff, they were st- they still had Phoenix on the calendar, and it was only for a couple of years, though, and I think Jeff Ward won one of those IRL-only races here at Phoenix. I'd have to, I'd have to double-check, but I'm pretty sure. I know Jeff Ward you know, won at Texas. Quickly, what what you just hinted at there, Kenny, and what he said was that the new aero kit on these cars will require you to drive the car because there's less downforce. And I think what we've seen early in the season are the fast guys are the ones who are good. And you're not oh, yeah. going to get you're not going to get mid-pack guys sneaking up especially early in the year until they get a hold of how to drive these cars with less downforce. And uh, and Newgard may have a chance to keep his championship. Wickens with some F1 experience and DTM experience with finesse and aero packages. I think he's going to be at the front of the field all year. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Sebastian Bourdais, who's got four straight cart and champ card titles, all the fast guys are going to be at the front of the line because they're good drivers and they don't have to depend on downforce and arrow to keep the car on the track. Well, you've also seen, keep your eye on Alexander Rossi. His car has been a rocket ship these first two races. He was good oh, again got, last night. And he's got F1 experience. Yep, he's got, yep. knows the nuance of aero. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be at the front of the line all year too. Statman Scat coming up and... He's got an issue, maybe, with Liberty Media, the owners of Formula One. Speed Freaks Piss, Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. Liberty Media continues its dumbing down of F1. The latest is a projected budget cap of $150 million for all teams. The current Concord Agreement, which governs F1 racing, are set to expire at the end of the 2020 season. Liberty is an American multinational that owns the commercial rights to the sport, so it's floating ideas for teams to consider until then. Mercedes is on record as saying the new limit is unachievable. It's spending $100 million more than that now. Do we really need to artificially level the playing field in F1? New teams and drivers are rising in the current environment. Sunday's race in Bahrain had six finishers in the final 10 who've never won before. The mid-pack guys are coming forward anyway. Efforts to level the playing field in NASCAR have driven away fans. Look at the TV ratings and empty seats for evidence. Let's hope the F1 teams and manufacturers resist this effort in F1. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
If you're one of the millions of Americans who can't work because of a serious injury or illness, you may be eligible for disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right. It doesn't matter if you've applied before and the government has said no. Let the experienced attorneys at Bill Gordon and Associates help you get the Social Security disability you deserve. Their team of attorneys have been fighting for benefits for people just like you for over 20 years. And best of all, there's no fee until you receive your benefits. There are many conditions that make you eligible, including some you may not even be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, call Bill Gordon and Associates today for your free no-obligation consultation. See if you qualify for the Social Security benefits you need and deserve. 800-443-4996. 800-443-4996. That's 800-443-4996. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. I'm Ryan Burke. I'm the head cider maker at Angry Orchard, and we're in Brittany, France. I wanted to make Angry Orchard Rosé cider out of my love for rosé wine. We came here and found these red-fleshed apples. These are really rare fruit. The apple brings a right, refreshing, natural taste to the cider and a deep, nice pink rosé hue. Our rosé is a little bit less sweet. It's got a really nice balance for any occasion. It's a really refreshing drink. Angry Orchard Cider Company, welcome to Drink Response. Have you heard about podcasting? With podcasts, your favorite radio shows like Sports Overnight America and the Video Game Review are delivered directly to your computer automatically so you can listen when and where you want, as many times as you want. And it's easy, too. Just go to sportsbyline.com and click on the Get Podcast button next to the show you want. Visit sportsbyline.com today. Now, Statman, I want to touch on something that you said in regards to Liberty Media, the relatively new owners of Formula One, uh, trying to implement, from what it sounds like, is some cost control. And w- according to your scat, you don't think that that's a good thing, given the fact that there is so much money to, and this is what I'm reading into it, so much money to be put into this series and this teams. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, there's the, one of the Mercedes has said, they want to. Liberty Media is uh, suggesting a hundred and fifty million dollar limit. I think that's what the back markers. That's kind of what they could gather. Yeah, some of them could only get about fifty or sixty. That's but sick. that's that's you know yeah. 
only. Uh, but you know, but you know, you consider it's a promotion, and they talk to four to five hundred million people every race through the TV. So uh, you know, that's that's a lot of eyeballs, and it has value to somebody who could take advantage of that. So they want to cut it back to one hundred fifty million dollars. Mercedes is already says it's already spending two fifty. Ferrari won't say, but I think Ferrari is probably spending more than that. So uh, there's there's a lot of money out there to uh, to be made, and a lot of money that you know, some of the front runners are making. I don't know that if everybody had the same money. I think if you gave some of the back markers three hundred million, <laughs> they're not going to be front runners because they don't know how to spend the money that they have. Uh, and the, the guys that are at the front have the drivers and the, the engineers and the resources, the computers and everything else necessary to be good. So I don't think that cutting back is going to make everybody equal. You're still going to have the same winners and the same losers. And I would hate to see the sport. The appeal of the sport is that just like you said, that's sick money. And that's why some people will watch. But if everybody is spending the same amount of money, uh, you're going to end up with, eh, who cares? Uh, just like some of the fans in NASCAR have gone away from the television set and have gone away from buying the ticket because who cares? The same guys win and the same guys lose. And, you know, there's just no appeal to, you know, the extra, the extra money. Freak Nation, coming up next. Al Unser Jr., he's won in everything. Championships, 500s. But there's something that he hasn't done that really was a kick in the nuts to find out in an interview that we caught up with him this past weekend here in Phoenix. We'll talk to him about that. And I have another question for Statman in regards to Formula One. Very curious where this is going with Formula One. Coming up, Speed Freak Spitz, Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honey mead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. 
The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks? Got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. I need your understanding. I need Still one of the greatest names so rock bands ever. Imagine trying to hit up on a beautiful 21 year old she, she wants to be a part of the part of your entourage she wants to be a part of a rock star rock band hang out with you drink a little bit of your alcohol yeah baby i'm with the band oh really are you with like five finger death punch or blink 182 who are you with ah, cake <laughs> she goes what yeah cake Oh, I think somebody's calling me right now. <laughs> well, that sounds like a pansy band name. Well, there was you... a band named Bread at one time. Oh, that's right. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Don't get me going with that damn band. And then on the opposite, of the, <laughs> the opposite end of that is a. We, we I don't know if we have any of this in there. If you got it, um, again the same. Just same chick. No, I'm going to. Same chick. Hitting up with the uh, lead singer. Oh, no. God, you were the band, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're sexy as hell. Who are you with, man? Are you with Judas Priest or Depeche Mode or are you part of Kid Rock's entourage? No, I'm uh, I'm with the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> It, this is it's a great song, man. By the Butthole Surfers. Bring it up. I don't mind the sun sometimes. Really? It's actually a great song. Yeah. That would be a fantastic hole. Would you rather be fronting cake or the Butthole Surfers? <laughs> Tell me this. Now, you're, 
Okay. You're somebody who would know, know the answer to this. Right. Uh, would a program director not play the music from that band because of the name? The majority of them would have no problem with it because it's you're not making reference, specific reference to the orifice of somebody. <laughs> it's like you can say certain words on air if you you know I could say man that, that ba- I can say that basketball player was a D but if I'm a re- referring to the basketball player's D then I would get in trouble and I'm not talking about defense either <laughs> <laughs> no if, if you that's that's part of being a program director for a rock and roll radio station is you've got to have an edge and that's just rock and roll and if you have a general manager that comes in and says you know what you shouldn't play the butthole surfers then probably when, let's say, the Butthole Surfers have the top five song in the country, then that's when you say, you know what, Holmes? Uh, you're right. We shouldn't. No. <laughs> you said you get the hell out of that station because they're, <laughs> they're about to go down the tubes, right. swirl around the bowl. Yeah. And there's, there's a band, oh, former NBA player. His sister was the bass player for Nat for. Again, Nashville Peas. And just just take that P oh. where it goes. Yeah. Kind of like the cat dolls. Yes. The P cat dolls. Mm-hmm. We well, can yes. say that though. Yeah. I, I could say it too. I could I just don't want to, man. Listen, we're right. in we're in, you know, we're smack dab in the middle of America right now at, you know, what the hell is it? Uh, 9.45 at, at 7. Yeah, okay. I the don't show is on many stations, blue states, red states. Some people are going, you're it. such a pansy for not saying pussycat dolls. So much for that. I, I don't care about that, Crasher. It, 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 that, no, Nashville Peas. Okay. I know, but it's kind of like... We caught up with Al Unser Jr. This dude's won in everything. Champion, multi-time over, multi-500 champion, one of the greatest drivers ever. But uh, we're somewhat fascinated that he hasn't done this at uh, Phoenix International Raceway, or as we call it now, ISM Raceway. And now that they came back to Phoenix, it isn't lost on dudes like Al Unser and his family about uh, ISM Raceway. It was great. You know, when uh, when IndyCar decided to come back here and start running again, it was uh, it was a great move for, for everybody involved. You know, this track has so much history with the IndyCars. It was actually built for the IndyCars back in the 60s. And, and so um, I remember coming over when I was a kid watching dad race and mario and uncle bobby and all that kind of stuff and and uh and then of course when i started my career we uh uh you know we started running here we used to run here in the spring and in the fall and i'd like to do that again uh, yeah i'd love to do that again and and unfortunately the only race i ever won here was in a super v i never won an indycar race i ran like second like four or five times there's but, some trivia yeah i did yeah, not I never, realize I that i never won here in phoenix and i wanted to so bad you know because basically this was uh, our home track because yeah. it's really the closest track to albuquerque and so you know coming over here as a kid and all that and and with the rich history that this place has and and i wanted to win here really really bad but never seemed to do it so, Al Unser Jr., let's talk a little bit more about the craziness here in Phoenix. Your Uncle Bobby told us that he once found a 
rattlesnake on the back side of the track, and he got a lot of mileage out of that, taking it around and scaring people in the pits. Does this track lend itself to that kind of craziness? Yeah, he well, Uncle Bobby was full of stuff like that, so uh, it wouldn't surprise me a bit. So yeah, yeah. But okay, you're a New Mexico guy, so coming out here, it's scorpions, big deal, no big deal. I mean, no there's nothing that, that rattlesnakes, yeah. no big deal. That's that's probably why he grabbed it, because it's no big deal. <laughs> but Alitzer Jr. of course has won a share of championships, 500s. Uh, joining us here in the Freak Nation. I, I'm sorry, I want to bring it back to ISM Raceway okay. and what they're doing to this track. When you were running here and not winning, which still blows me away. I, that you, does blow me you away. Went in, you went in you know, shopping carts at Safeway. I mean, you've won everywhere, right, right, bro. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 25 years ago, they would have told you that what they're going to do to this freaking track, they're blowing the infield up and putting bars, restaurants, winner's, winner's circle over here so the fans can see it. Everybody's going to have connections to their damn cell phones. Yep. Finally. What the hell is that? That's, I mean, yep. that's Phoenix, bro. Unbelievable, yeah. I mean, it's the growth that this that this racetrack has had has just been incredible. You know, what a great city for it to, to be in with, with Phoenix and all that. And, and it was a matter of time. You know, when, when we really first started running here, when I first started running here, there was a guardrail around the outside of the racetrack okay like a k I mean, just a... I mean it was a guardrail yeah, like so, an armco so yeah. so we have definitely uh seen how it's grown and all that i remember back before uh the owners of today the the, the old owner they told him he couldn't grow grass here in the infield and he grew grass in the infield and he said... and, and that's right and so uh, yeah i mean it uh it's been a fantastic place yeah because you have not won here, Alancer Jr., I swear I thought you had won everywhere. Is there another track that would surprise us? Elkhart Lake. Road Serious? America. Yeah, Road Wisconsin. America was, huh. the, was the two. Phoenix and Road America were really the, the two that I really wanted to win at really, really bad because they're premier tracks. Yeah. They're, they're famous. They're rich in history. And, and uh, I came close, but... No cigar. So. Well, you are a two-time winner of the Indy 500, and it is pretty badass. And I thought you were racing again this year. What's going on? <laughs> I saw the press release, too. I tell oh, you, hold on a Some second. people fell for my it. My team. My team. I fell for it, okay? I didn't know anything Explain. about this. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. Wake up Sunday morning, and I'm sitting there. I'm having a cup of coffee, and, and I get a text from... Gabby Chavis, my driver, congratulations, I'm so excited, and I kind of looked at my phone, and I'm going, oh, okay, oh, no. there's the first what, because I know it's April 1st, oh, okay, no. and it happens to be on Easter, and I'm, okay, something's up, okay, and then, uh, and then, uh, so I just put a text back to him, too funny, with a smiley face, you know, and not knowing it, and then right then, the next... <laughs> Ten seconds later, I get this uh, this text come in that shows the press announcement, and I went and and, I, and and right when I sent the too funny to Gabby, I got a text back from him. I mean, all this happened boom, boom, oh, yeah. boom. Okay, and I get this text that shows the, the press announcement, and then the second later, text from Gabby saying my idea. And I go, okay, you paybacks are hell. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, 
Mike Hardy and the car owner, Brian Barnhart and Gabby, they were all in on it. I didn't know a thing Hell about it. Hell, Jr. racing the Indy 500 again. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they're crazy. They're crazy. That's not going to happen. Mario did it at 70 years old. At least he was testing yeah, a little bit. It was just a couple laps. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right? No. <laughs> Still no. <laughs> it was funny. Mike Harding here to practice here at Phoenix yesterday, and, you know, because a lot of people are talking about it, okay, and <laughs> Mike comes up, he goes, you know, I can put you in the eight car, and I looked at Mike, no, yeah. no way. So, yeah. Well, Alan Tritt Jr., of course, legendary open-wheel pilot joining the Freaks. In all seriousness, why not? Is because, it a driver or a driver? Because I'm too old. <laughs> Go on. But let's be honest, though. You're so freaking talented. Well, so what would age have to do with that? So, Tom is, Brady. so is all the competitors out there. And, <laughs> and quite honestly, you know, it would be fun to do, okay, and I, I'd enjoy it. But honestly, if anything was to happen, it would take it would take so long for my body to heal, okay? Because I'm old. <laughs> I get that. I'm old. I'm not young like I used to be. And 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 then, hey, I have nothing to gain, nothing to prove, none of that kind of stuff. So we're we're, I'm in a dream job right now, and I'm truly enjoying being a consultant for Harding Racing. You know, I'm consulting Gabby. I'm consulting Mike. I'm I'm consulting the engineers, the mechanics. I'm going to sponsor presentations. You know, I'm actually right now, I'm doing everything I used to do except drive the car. Wow. And and I'm just, I'm thrilled to death. It's, it's a dream come true for me, really. And actually, when you were still driving, whether it's the 90s or the early 2000s, you saw like the Rick Mears of the paddock doing that exact same thing. So now that's where you are. Hey, I learned from Rick Mears, go. okay? <laughs> As a matter of fact, we ran into each other on the pit lane just, just uh, last night, and and, uh, and we talked about this. And I, I go, Rick, I'm, I'm, I'm really you. I'm taking what I saw you do with me at Penske Racing and trying to apply that same kind of, of uh, uh, ideas and dedication and desire and, and, and all of that and trying to put that forth to make the team better. And so I said, Rick, thank you. Al Lunzer Jr. is in the Speed Freaks pits. Al, Graham Rahal told us that Phoenix ISM Raceway was one of the toughest tracks on the circuit that you barely have time to take a sip of water when you're driving the thing. I wonder how people like Mario Andretti or Al Unser Sr., your dad, or you, Al Unser Jr., how would your generation, or the generation that preceded you, how would you guys drive this track, and would you think it was one of the toughest on the circuit? What I would say is that my dad, Mario, Uncle Bobby... Bobby Ray Hall, Graham's dad, mm -hmm. it was tough for us back then. So it's still tough today. I mean, Phoenix, the way that the layout is, you know, with you've got lots of banking in one and two, you've got the dog leg on the back stretch, and then three and four is a long corner that's that's virtually flat, is not as much banking. You really have to get your car working in the whole track. And so you would sacrifice some speed in three and four. Mm -hmm to make your car quicker in one and two or vice versa where you sacrifice it to make it quick in three and four. But then four. you want, don't want to do it too much. So you can't do it too yeah. much because you start sacrificing too much on one end or the other. And so, and then the laps are just so fast. 
you know, the, I mean, we're going around here. They're going around here in 20 seconds. Yeah. We used to go around here in 22 seconds. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's it's still the same thing. And, and you know, uh, it's super competitive. And you just got to be on your toes. And, and you got to have your car working to do the long runs, mm. you know, because we had tire degradation back when I raced here and they have it today and it's just it's the nature of the beast and so uh you know those guys are going to go out there and they're going to earn their money tonight no doubt about yes, it yes they are would you yes, tell gabby, gabby chavez is to start shaving he's such a cute man <laughs> <laughs> he's a good looking dude man he is a good looking dude so why does he have to shave i don't know just like he's just too cute <laughs> Too cute to be an IndyCar driver. He speaks great English. He's, he's a good man. He's, he's a good man, really. He speaks great English. All right, so hold on. The too cute guy back in, in the other day was Christian Fittipaldi. You got Gabby Chavez up against Christian Fittipaldi well, as the same, girl driver? As yeah. As girls swoon on them? Again, there, you understand why some people mistake him for a girl. The name, but then you look at the <laughs> And that, that girl, guy, he, he's good looking. Hey, you he's heard it guy. here, okay? His girlfriend yeah. is named Gabriella. Okay, so with the team, there's Gabby and there's Gabby Girl. Oh, and that's the team. <laughs> yep, yep. Wow. that's my team at Harding Racing. I mean, if there's 180 degrees from Al, it's Gabby <laughs> and Gabby Girl. Gabby Girl. Gabby Girl. <laughs> oh, wow. Al Hunter Jr., thanks for you doing betcha. this, buddy. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Oh, yeah, when you get Al Hunter in there, you just. He's another one of those guys you don't want to bring up drinking around him, given, and I'm being serious, given the issues that he's had in the past. But I wouldn't mind sitting down with a few beers with the guy. I know, I know, because the stories that he can tell. Jeez. Hey. It's good to see him in a good place, though, isn't yes. it? Yep. Knowing that he battled some of his demons after he retired from the driver's seat. So, yeah, good to see Al Jr. as Al Jr. If you're wondering what the hell we're talking about in regards to Al Jr., just look it up, man. It was it was a dark place for that dude, man. But, yeah, good to see him back in the, uh, in a place where he is certainly respected and feels useful. Yeah. I don't know where you're going to find people talking about the band Cake and Butthole Surfers, the band, and <laughs> Al Hunter Jr. But uh, right here. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat, man. Got it loose. Yep. Motorsports Radio, redefined.